Attention all podcasts of the Solar Federation. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. What did the drummer name his twin daughters? Uh, I don't know. And a one, and a two. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Intergalactic Boombox, the only podcast that is certified gluten-free by two out of five urologists. My name is Kyle Hebert, an L.A.-based voice actor. You will hear me this summer as Gohan in Dragon Ball Super Superhero, releasing August 19th in North America in theaters and IMAX. Meanwhile, say hello to my little friend, the Al Capella Symphony Orchestra. Ayo! I'm loving it. The Intergalactic Boombox is a podcasting spaceship orbiting high above. How, you ask? By the power of streaming and downloading. If you can hear my voice, you are keeping us from crashing. On behalf of all the various life forms on board, thank you for that. Speaking of various life forms, it's Scat Mandible, the alien who loves wrestling so much that he dresses like a luchador. Hey, Scat, tell our listener, do you actually wrestle yourself? Now, I wasn't asking if you wrestle yourself. I, I mean... Do you, in fact, wrestle? Okay, so you like to pretend you're a wrestler, but you're afraid you'll hurt yourself if you actually wrestle. And you like parading around like you were just announced, and your entrance theme music is playing. Now, I didn't hear any actual music. What's what's your theme song? Uh, I don't think we have copyright clearance for that. However, we do have a workaround. The Alcapella Symphony Orchestra can initiate Operation Loophole. Scat Mandible! How's that? Does that does that work for you? Ah, everyone's a critic. Why don't you go watch some AEW reruns or something? <laughs> Meanwhile, shouting out to my sat cats, those who send sats or satoshis using a podcasting 2.0 app to support the show in app during playback with custom amounts of micropayments. It's called Value for Value. Congrats are in order for the latest winner of 50,000 sats via the Fountain app, which have been deposited in Dreb Scott's podcast wallet. Congrats, Dreb. He sent a customizable amount with a message called a Boostagram Boost. via Castomatic. That's another awesome podcasting 2.0 app. Thank you, Dreb, for 9,500 sats. His message says, Boost! Also, Dave Jones sent me a birthday boost. Boost. Big baller, 50,856 sats. Thank you so much, Dave, from the Podcasting 2.0 podcast. Speaking of value for value and Podcasting 2.0, Oscar, Nick, and the team over at Fountain.fm, one of the awesome apps that support these features, has just launched a genius way to get anyone onboarded, aka all set up and ready to go, to stream support in-app by rewarding listeners with micropayments just by listening to podcasts. Yeah, such as this one, which happens to be value-enabled. How cool is that? You listen to the Intergalactic Boombox, your podcast wallet slowly but surely fills up from listening to any podcast, actually. And then you can make the choice to share some of that love back. There's no third-party involvement. And another cool fountain app perk is that you get to create your own clips from shows and share them. You can earn sats or satoshis, a.k.a. internet tokens, a.k.a. the smallest unit of Bitcoin, a.k.a. micropayments. You click on and listen to other clips you earn, baby. Taking value for value mainstream, podcasters and podcast listeners sharing love back and forth. It's a beautiful thing. Super stoked to see this implemented and watching Fountain blossom. Fountain.fm to download 
and learn more about the Fountain Free Podcasting 2.0 player on iOS and Android. The question of the week. What is a movie or show you hope Hollywood never remakes or reboots? Meet is from Fun Fact Friday, sent 2001 sats and says, I hope they never remake The Princess Bride. Barney Schaefer from Sheboygan, Wisconsin, hopes that Captain Planet does not ever get a reboot. Patrick Zalatoris says, I think mainly any films that is an all-time treasure of a classic for certain actors. Mrs. Doubtfire being one of them for Robin Williams, of course. Oh, and all Transformers. God, am I tired of the Transformers movies. D-Up Gaming says Dragon Ball Evolution. Yeah, let, let's not do that ever again. Megan says they should never reboot the old TV show MASH. Onion says Land Before Time. By a landslide. That movie holds a special place in my heart, and I hope it doesn't get absolutely butchered with hyper-realistic CGI and bad storytelling. MCN says, might be an unpopular opinion, but I'm going to say, I think everything can have a more updated feel and still work. Just because some do it wrong and become a disappointment doesn't mean that all do. Dysrhythmia says, I don't watch reboots as a rule. There's so much good media out there. Why would I rewatch something I've already seen? Especially if it's likely to make me mad or disappointed. I only watch one version of a story then I move on. David Art Assassin says Breaking Bad, probably one of the most perfect shows. Oh, man, I agree. Breaking Bad is perfect from beginning to finish. Sierra says The Goonies, The Monster Squad, and Golden Girls. You just can't reboot these things or remake them. Alexander Max says My Girl. Mickey Makamura says Red Dawn. Not again. <laughs> Not after the last time. Braden Loudermilk says Back to the Future. Spider Fox 87 says Babylon 5. Brains Bro Ben says The Big Lebowski. Even the commercials and spinoffs stung. Lloyd Coleman hopes that Full Metal Jacket never gets remade. Yeah, I don't see any Stanley Kubrick movie ever getting remade. And that's a good thing. April Parker says Weekend at Bernie's and The Coneheads. I remember seeing the Coneheads in the theater when it came out. I was not impressed. Brillwood Max says Big Trouble in Little China. That movie was way far ahead of its time. Another classic John Carpenter, Kurt Russell adventure. Zachary Tyler says Jaws. Yeah, they, they better leave that one alone. Ratbot says Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto says Sound of Music. K.J. Ridley hopes that Hollywood never reboots or remakes Rocky Horror Picture Show. Kamran Nikhad says My Cousin Vinny. The Toyotes. What the hell's a Ute? Jamal Bostic says Grease. And Sky hopes they never remake or reboot The Godfather. What do you think about podcasting 2.0 as a movement? You hear me talk about this each and every episode, but how do you really feel? Are its features such as value for value, images, chapters, transcripts, etc., a big enough draw for you to download and try a new podcast player from newpodcastapps.com? This is not an ad. I'm not being sponsored. This whole ideology is what inspired me to get back into podcasting. Now, Spotify, Apple, and all the other big dogs, they don't have these features. And does that matter to you? It is definitely hard getting someone to try new things. Believe me, I know. People have their preferences and comfort zones. Do you think podcasting is totally fine as is and doesn't need next-gen features to maximize interactivity? Are you happy just listening in the background on a daily work or school commute? Give me the honest feedback, the good, the bad, the ugly. I want your thoughts on the Podcasting 2.0 movement at BoomboxPod. <laughs> Dragon Ball Super, the complete series, is already available to stream on Crunchyroll and has aired multiple times on Toonami, but what if you're a physical media kind of collector? Point your ears in my general direction if you would. Okay? Thank you. A limited edition Blu-ray box set from Crunchyroll is set to drop on September 20th. 
20 discs, loads of extra features like voice actor interviews, including yours truly. Every episode spread across 20 discs for 150 bucks. That's a really good deal. Individual steel books all fitting into a nice big steel case. This beauty's up for pre-order now, so check the link in the show notes. Again, not a sponsor, just a project I'm a part of and I love supporting. I get no kickbacks on this. Just signal boosting for the extremely large and passionate Dragon Ball fan base. DC superhero movies always seem to have had an uphill battle with all the drama llamas. You know, Snyder, Whedon, Amber Heard, who apparently now shops at TJ Maxx, even though she's broke. And now Ezra Miller. Warner Brothers has sunk hundreds of millions of dollars in its own multiverse of madness, but the star of the upcoming Flash movie has had quite the rough patch lately. Drunken brawls, harassment allegations, it's not looking too good, man. And all this bad PR has forced the studio's hand. They can't simply go back and reshoot the film, although it would be pretty intriguing if they could pull that off. I mean, what they apparently are doing is recasting the Flash role for future projects. Now, the Flash theatrical release might be in real trouble here, and CW's Flash Grant Gustin is reportedly not even in the running for this recasting thing, despite a lot of fans championing it. Is that a word? Championing? So yeah, it looks like The Flash is getting flushed. I mean, it'll still end up on HBO Max at some point, right? I don't know about you, but everyone just wants to see Michael Keaton show back up as Batman. That's really what we all want to see, right? The following review of Obi-Wan Kenobi's final episode is drowning in spoilers, so you best skip ahead by clicking to the next chapter on a podcasting 2.0 app, or you could just randomly scrub forward. Go ahead, I'll wait. Don't say I didn't warn you. Disney Star Wars Obi-Wan Finale. Well, the show has been quite the ride. I've never regarded the prequels to be anywhere near the OG trilogy, just because I'm old like that. I saw episodes four, five, and six in the 70s and early 80s, man. Now, there are definitely moments of awesome sprinkled throughout the prequels. I cannot deny, especially in Revenge of the Sith, man. There's there's some really good stuff in there. There's some laughable stuff, but yeah, yeah. And no one can argue that Ewan McGregor is awesome in the role. So while I thought to myself, this series is not necessary, I was definitely excited solely because it's Star Wars. This Obi-Wan TV series can be viewed as numerous adjectives simultaneously. It's emotional. It's inconsistent. It's eye-rolling. It's satisfying, gripping, questionable, entertaining. You know, like all Star Wars. Every film or show has varying degrees of this, of course. This final episode got a much more exciting lightsaber fight between Vader and Obi-Wan. Anakin finally had the high ground for a minute. You get the iconic cool shot of Vader's helmet being blasted halfway open so you can see evil Annie underneath. Gotta say the James Earl Jones AI voice work works spectacularly well, unlike for Luke. I got goosebumps when Qui-Gon's Force Ghost appeared, which has been teased since the beginning. Now sure, it might have been the most profitable 20 minutes on a green screen set for Liam Neeson, but the cynic in me was sufficiently subjugated to enjoy the resonance. Episode 5 at Vader doing Kylo Ren's telekinesis move from The Rise of Skywalker. That's like the best moment in the whole movie. And it kind of makes me think, how cool would it have been to see Vader stop the Falcon from flying off in The Empire Strikes Back? But maybe it's a good thing, because I don't think 1980s special effects would really make that look too satisfying. But there were satisfying endings for many character arcs here, and it felt like a good tying together as a lead-in to A New Hope. I still say the Inquisitor storyline could be its own show. Wouldn't be Star Wars without Palpatine showing up and holding his hands out in that Palpatine-y way. But I think the biggest, oh, come on, seriously, moment was Obi-Wan shuffling 
little Leia under his robe like no one would notice. But I will say, I really enjoyed Ice Cube's son, O'Shea Jackson Jr. as Roken. I like that guy. Zach Braff's alien cameo sounds like Kermit the Frog to me, but uh, a likable character, nonetheless. Really love seeing a stormtrooper fall into the laser gate and get sliced in half. And while it seems a little obvious and maybe a little too on the nose, it was a good use of hello there when Obi-Wan is introduced to young Luke. Here, have a T-16 toy, but don't remember any of this when you get older. Peace out. Despite the pretty succinct wrapping up of story points, you could carry it over into season two, though that hasn't been officially announced. And if it never does, this Obi-Wan series, six episodes, it can rest on its laurels. It probably didn't even need six episodes, honestly. There's some filler stuff going on in there, for sure. And while the show went from exhilarating to jarring to meh to back around again, I do think the finale stuck the landing. Conspiracy here from my top secret underground bunker in Pahrump, Nevada. That totally doesn't connect to that one shower stall in the P&Go truck stop on Highway 92. It's time for all the news you can't use. Page one. What's five feet tall and smells like death? Your wife? You know, I must have Alzheimer's because I can't remember asking you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Anyone else ever hear of a corpse flower? When it blooms, once every seven to nine years, it smells like rotting flesh. People apparently line up for hours to get a good whiff at select greenhouses like San Francisco's Conservatory of Flowers. People want to smell a good stench. All they got to do is pull my finger. <laughs> Page two. What do you call a man who drank 30 cans of Pepsi a day for 20 years? Diabetic? Pre-diabetic, actually. Kurt? Kyle! Whatever. You're dumber than snake mittens. Thanks! Andy Curry of Wales spent over $8,000 a year, roughly $25 a day, gorging himself on this soda. He was cured of his addiction when a therapist hypnotized him. One 40-minute session, and Curry hasn't had a craving since. Herbert, why don't you go see this hypnotist, see if he can cure you, since your gene pool could use a little chlorine. Good lord. Page three. Science nerds are now trying to convince you that drinking pickle juice has health benefits. Apparently, it's a good source of probiotics, which can aid in metabolism, immune response, mood, and digestion. The electrolytes are good for a post-workout, rehydrates you, regulates blood sugar, helps relieve muscle cramps, and aids in weight loss. So, may I propose a toast? May all this hooey be true, so we may all resist the imminent alien invasion. Let's spike our sodium levels so they won't want to abduct an experiment on us while the Illuminati try to get everyone to switch to electric cars, despite also telling us that everyone cranking up their ACs this summer will make the power grid implode. Think about it. Cheers. God, that's nasty. And I'm spent. That's all the news you can't oh, use. Conspiracy here for my dump and up. Somebody give me a Pepsi to wash this taste out of my mouth. Aw, look at the time. The Intergalactic Boombox is vacuum sealed and is dolphin safe, despite being attacked by dolphins every three minutes, and is filmed dead in front of a studio audience. Portions of this podcast are more entertaining if you listen while slowly letting air out of a balloon. Remember, kids, always keep your love life, bank account, and next move private. But your next meal can make for a spectacularly unflattering Instagram picture. 
Till next time, totals.